And welcome back for another episode of a Running Thought Podcast coming to you from somewhere on a volcano in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, Thanks for joining me. It's been another exciting week uh, on the island of Hawaii. Um, I'll go ahead and get started. As promised in the previous episode, I'll announce some events that are coming up in the world of running. Um, this is pulled straight off of uh, Ultra Sign Up. If you would like to see this in text form, you can go to ultrasignup.com and then do an event search uh, for your particular zip code if you're on Big Island. Um, you can search for stuff on Big Island. That's all I'm going to read off is stuff from Big Island. No offense to all of the other islands, um, but that's where I live. And so um, if I read off things from everywhere, I'd be here all night. But um, with that, I'll go ahead and get started. So um, some of these may be a repeat from last time, but Saturday, November 28th, 2020, the... Bacoa combo platter 100k 50k and 16 miler and that looks like it's in Ninole Uh, go big 260 miler and 100 miler and also 50k and the date that's listed is Saturday December 26 2020 but I do believe that the 260 miler starts on a different day I could be wrong, but um, the city that's listed there is Hilo. Um, check ultrasignup.com for more details and to see where those races actually start. Um, New Year's Cheers is a six-hour event, also 5K and three-hour. That is going to be on Saturday, January 23rd, 2021, um, and that's in Volcano. Bacoa Spring Fling. Um, Saturday, February 20th, 2021. That's a 50K and a 100 miler. Ninole is the location for that as well. And then we have Under the Moon, which is a 200K, 100K, 50K. Saturday, June 26th, 2021. And that's going to be in Hilo, Hawaii. Expanded my search a little bit. (coughs) Um, Last time I briefly mentioned because I got a notification on my um, my Garmin as I was ending the podcast. Um, Hawaii Running Lab is putting on a virtual event, 5K, 10K, and a 26.2, so a full marathon. Um, this is a virtual event, but uh, the Melikalikimaka um, virtual 5K, 10K, 26.2. You can go to hawaiirunninglab.com. Uh, slash melee dash kalikimaka for more details on that. Um, again, that's hawaiirunninglab.com um, and just search around. Uh, it's under events. Every runner receives a free item from the um, HRL shop. So there's a ugly sweater singlet that's up for grabs and uh, technical long sleeve top and brand new singlets. So yeah, go there for more details. 
hawaiirunninglab.com. And I also decided to, uh, just for giggles, expand my search a little bit. So I also looked on running in the USA.com, which is a site that I never, I have never heard of or looked at before. But uh, according to this site, um, December 6, 2020, which is a Sunday, Jingle Bell Run 5K, Hilo, Hawaii, December 20th, 2020. Jingle Bell Beach Run is another 5K that's going to be in uh, Kona, Kailua, Kona. Um, the Hilo to Volcano Ultra and Relay. So there's a 50K run and then a 50K uh, team relay event. I guess it would have to be a team in order to be a relay. Um, but anyways, that has been canceled. They're doing it virtually, it looks like. You can still do it virtually. Um, check runninginthusa.com uh, and do a specific search for Hawaii County and you can see all of the details, the minutia uh, for that particular event. But it looks like the, um, the on-site race is canceled and it's uh, virtual for 2020-2021. Um, that is, uh, or would have been in uh, Hilo. That's where that starts. I've run that race uh, several times. I wouldn't call it a race when I'm doing it, but uh, anyways. Uh, or I wouldn't call what I'm doing a race. We'll put it like that. Um, March 14, 2021, which is a Sunday, the Big Island International Marathon. Uh, I have no idea if this is actually still going, but according to the site, it is. So that is, of course, a marathon 26.2 miles plus a half marathon 13.1 miles, a 10K, a 5K, and a two-mile run. My son loves to do that event. Um, I think he's probably done the two-mile and probably the 5K in the past. June 5th, 2021. Um, this really doesn't fall into my field of uh, vision, but the Ironman 70.3 says why, yeah, Hawaii. I have no idea if that's actually still on or if this site is um, incorrect. So you can look for yourself um, running in the USA.com. And I'll read one more from June. And then anything after that, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But uh, Kona Marathon, June 27th. 2021. It's a 26.2 mile full marathon, 13.1 mile half marathon, uh, 10k, 5k run. Okay, that's going to start and finish in Kona. Imagine that. Um, yeah, and there's more, but you can go look for yourself. Uh, and so that fulfills my promise to all of you to read out some events round the way what else i've been having some great uh, conversations with um someone i'm i'm not going to go into great detail who this person is but they are um, more than an acquaintance um not quite a close friend but uh somebody that i spent a lot of time with in my life and um really enjoyed back and forth about 
sports related things biking and um, running mostly but uh, anyways I've been having conversations with this person and um, you know not putting them down but they are I believe at least 10 years my senior I think and so both of us are going through the varying stages I'm going to be 40 later this month um, we're going through the varying stages of um, the breakdown of our physical uh, bodies and um, all of the the trappings and the joys of um, of that experience. I've been talking to this uh, this person pretty frequently in the past two weeks, and um, they're bringing up interesting things that I never thought of, um, and I thought it would be good to include some things on the podcast. And one of the more interesting things is that this person managed to get a hold of um, some Vibram, um, what are they called? The toe shoes. Five fingers. Vibram five fingers. I don't know the specific model that they they were able to get a hold of, (laughs) but um, they got a hold of them and they've been trying them out and uh, this person's just kind of like getting back into running. They used to do a lot of uh, biking, like some, I guess you would say some serious biking. And um, the the person is, uh, or the guy, I'll say the guy. The guy is, uh, I don't think that's giving away too much detail, but the guy um used to bike quite a bit and um, even did some competitive biking um, some pretty hilly um, some serious biking uh, but anyways his legs are made for biking because he he built them for that and he's trying to get into running um, not like trying to get into running but he wants to do a little running to um, kind of augment his um, athletics we'll say Um, and so he had a lot of questions for me Um, thankfully all my guesses to the answers to his questions uh, seem to have worked um, enough for for him to continue having faith in anything that um, I say so um, (laughs) I'm glad that it worked out that way, but, um, but yeah, so he got the, the five fingers. I did not tell him to get the, the five fingers it, at this point. I don't recommend shoes for people, or I don't recommend a particular brand. I do like ultras. I know I'm being a hypocrite right now. That's what I wear. I'm not saying that you need to go out and buy a pair of ultras. They may not be the right shoe for you. Um, I think it just all depends on um, what feels best for you and what what you want to do. I guess I'm. I don't um, profess to be like a all-knowing expert. Everything running. I just know what works for me, and so I try to relay that advice and. Um, under the 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 pretense the pretext um that it it results may vary it worked okay for me may not work for for everybody but at any rate i was talking to um 
to him about how um, it may actually be better to run uh, barefoot in some instances because if you, if I think about you know I wear ultra so I can get toe play and I like minimalist uh, cushioning because I can feel the ground and um, I do appreciate Vibram soles because they seem to grip uh, wet slippery surfaces really well um, and so the um, the five fingers seem to have all the attributes of, of um, the perfect piece of footwear for, for me uh, based on that description. So, um, sorry, I get I get those stupid uh, notifications all the time from like all around the, the web, like, you know, today's weather, this happened on Reddit, so irritating, um, but because I can't look away and I think that's the entire point of them but I get distracted anyways uh, the uh, the five fingers so he got him and when he got him I was halfway like I don't know you know I don't know I th I hope that these don't cause any kind of injury but but then like in, in internally I, I reserved uh, judgment because I'd never had them before and I'm thinking about it like all of the things that I've experienced and that I've sort of recommended um, based off of my experience have, have leaned more towards like a minimalist uh, f footwear um, and kind of just building your, your muscles up uh, or building your body up to deal with, um, you know, anything you can sort of throw at it versus uh, cushioning it to death and overcompensating for um, pronation, quote unquote, pronation issues. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a pronation denier uh, per se. I just don't know that you need to um, overcompensate in most cases with um, special footwear. I think that it is a marketing gimmick. Maybe not in all cases, but in a lot of cases. It's just a marketing gimmick that they're trying to sell you. Anyways, uh, so he's tried them out. And um, I noticed today that he uh, did not have delayed onset muscle soreness for the first time um, since he's been running. And he's been um, indicating that his he's feels like he's able to um like the ground feel is um enhanced and um his legs i don't know i don't remember if he said he feels like his legs are getting stronger but he did say his legs were very sore like for a couple of days um after he started wearing the the five fingers so i can only imagine that that was uh the muscles uh, working where they w did not have to before because of uh, whatever footwear he had on uh, kind of supporting those muscle groups and allowing them to be um, lazy but that's all conjecture um, totally based on zero science uh, just 
uh, a little bit of something that I heard. So I'll be interested to see how these work out for him. And I got to say, I'm almost a little, um, I almost a little bit feel like I should order a pair for myself. There was um, a lawsuit, I believe a class action lawsuit several years ago. Um, they, the, the company that makes those shoes was uh, sued for, I guess, like overstating um, some of the, the benefits uh, of wearing them. And then uh, actually, I guess some people got hurt uh, somehow I, I don't know all of the details it it may have been very legit legitimized um, <laughs> excuse me <laughs> but um, I think maybe what it could have also been is just people didn't give those shoes time um, they didn't build up to being able to to wear them because just like you wouldn't start off your first time running you wouldn't run up the biggest hill you can find as fast as you can necessarily. Some people would, but most people wouldn't. Um, you would probably be more apt to uh, start off slow and then gradually build and then, you know, conquer some small hills and then conquer some bigger hills, you know, sort of like flow in that manner. But what people do sometimes in a lot of things is they get cranking on an idea and they think if I just believe that I can uh, or if I push myself extra 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 hard it can do nothing but benefit me which um, is not is not really always the case or almost nearly is never the case yeah um, if you go too strong too fast you're definitely going to get injured and so that probably happened to a lot of people with the uh, five fingers because with the shoe that has n you know no cushioning um, and your foot is uh, making contact with the ground way differently than it would um, inside of a, a comfortable cushion shoe there's going to be an adjustment period that you're going to have to overcome. I don't know how long that is. It could be days. It could be weeks, months. I don't know. But um, there's going to be an adjustment period. And so I think some people probably hit it way too hard, way too fast in those things. And then um, ended up getting injured. And so anyways, they became sort of defunct. And I think also the... Um, just them as a product um, they look like a foot which you wouldn't think would be that crazy because they're going on your foot um, but when I guess public perception generally when they see them is that is very faddish um, and you know fads tend to come and go and so I think they just waned out of uh, popularity for um, those two reasons but that doesn't delegitimize them as um, a tool or a thing that you can put on your foot and um, and use. Like it doesn't really detract from their utility at all. Um, my only gripe, thinking of them, 
I have maybe three. So the first one is if you ever kicked a rock in a shoe that's got some kind of protective toe um, shielding on it, um, you know how much that hurts and you never want to ever do it again. And um, you can probably remember getting a little bit damp around the eyes and maybe even a little teardrop rolling down your cheek. Um, it really hurts when you kick a rock or a root uh, full stride. And um, yeah, it's like stubbing your toe times over 9,000, right? It really hurts. Um, I can't imagine what it would be like stubbing your toe or kicking a rock full force, full stride in uh, one of these five fingers shoes. Um, there's a cat outside right now that's um, making noise and it's really distracting me. <laughs> I don't know why it's coming to my house. I wish it would go back to its house. I think it belongs to the neighbor, hangs out in the neighbor's yard and only comes in my yard at night to make noise, but I digress. So yeah, so that was one gripe, kicking a rock really hard with uh, five fingers. The second thing is um, there's only like one sock maker that I know of that would be able to make or that currently manufactures a sock that would fit inside of the five fingers. And I believe they're called Ingini, something like that. Um, they're a five toed sock. Um, and so if you were to wear socks, that would be probably the, the way that you have to go. The third gripe is, um, and by the way, those socks are incredibly hard to, to put on. They're way harder. Um, there's a reason why uh, most socks don't have individual toes. You can probably hear this cat behind me. I don't know what's wrong with him. Uh, but anyways, very distracting cat. Um, <laughs> It's almost, it's it's comical how distracting this cat is. But anyways, uh, so the third thing, since the socks are so hard to put on, the um, what would probably end up happening is you just wouldn't wear them. I can imagine socks inside of these um, five finger toe, five finger shoes would also be not that comfortable either. So. You'd probably go without the socks and you know what happens when you wear shoes without socks you know that you know what happens i know that you know what happens they get really really stinky and i know that your feet stink um it's okay it's natural but um you shouldn't wear shoes without socks it just doesn't it doesn't end well. That's why there are flip-flops. Those are the only type of uh, footwear you should be wearing without socks. Um, and some people even wear socks with those. So, um, so yeah. So those are the three gripes that I would possibly have with um, the five fingers. But other than that, I don't know. I think they would probably work pretty well. And to be honest, I'm kind of curious myself. And one of these days, and I don't know, I might get bored and, uh, you know, be on Amazon or just looking around the web and I might end up with a pair. 
to test out. But uh, if I do that, I will let you all know every step of the way how that is uh, going. And uh, who knows, maybe there'll be a Vibram Five Fingers Revival. But so far so good for um, the current test subject. He He's enjoying his five fingers uh, and the smile on his face uh, proved it all. So I'll leave that at that and I'll give you updates as I receive them. So if you are curious, they do sell these. They're, they're still available. I had to actually look myself because I... I feared that they were no longer um, around or for sale, but they are, and they're a decent price too. Um, moving on, earlier I mentioned the inevitable breakdown of the human body, especially once that body hits the age of 40 and uh, gradually moves towards X. Um, I kind of sped that process up on Monday, I guess it was Monday, Tuesday, no, today's Tuesday, no, it was Monday, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot, today's Wednesday, it was Monday, I um, I didn't have a lot of time to go running, it was actually going to get dark soon, so I did the only thing I knew to do, which was go down to the end of HPP and uh, go running on good old beach road um, and so I took off around four-ish five-ish took off around five and it's been getting dark here somewhere between 5:45 and 6:15, right so I was really pressing it because I wanted to get in um, six miles you know that's pretty much my standard for the weekdays or it has been for this year um thanks covid no i'm just kidding uh but but yeah um i set out for my six miler at five something and there was no way i was making it back in time before dark so uh it was a pretty uneventful run i think i felt pretty decent i remember being um slightly more um I guess nervous about my vehicle than I used to be, but you know that's pretty much the new norm for me. Everywhere I leave it, I'm afraid of um, possibly having to pay another $500 deductible and losing my vehicle for weeks to um, have bullet holes fixed. Uh, that really sucked. But anyways, um, so I took off for my run, uneventful, felt pretty nervous um otherwise a uh, great run and um, i was even going a little bit faster than normal i think uh for the last couple of miles cut to maybe not even a quarter of a mile to my vehicle not even a hundred yards to my vehicle um it was dark and i was carrying my sunglasses and in my right hand I believe I was carrying my sunglasses in my right hand along with um, a collapsible water bottle um, which I'll tell you about in a minute I don't think I told about the new water bottles last time 
But anyways, uh, water bottle and sunglasses kind of like held in my right hand and um, um, everything's going great. I'm about to be finished. And so um, I trip and fall forward. And usually when this happens, um, I'm able to right myself. I actually have prided myself on um, how so many close calls have turned out to be um, just near misses and I've been able to write myself and, and I've thought um, in my mind about how strong and awesome my legs are and how I can never fall yada 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 I fell so hard on Monday um, tripped and just kind of everything kept moving forward and I bashed into the ground my forearm on the left side so my forearm elbow shoulder and my kneecap uh, like right on the top of the kneecap and my uh, right I guess hip like the outer not my butt but the the outer I guess hip area like just bashed into the ground uh, a little bit of my my calf too just right on lava rock um, as hard as can be and I got my my bell rung for sure I was so confused um, it was dark and so nobody saw or no everybody pretended like they didn't see if they did see and you know nobody came over to to help or anything which is fine um the people that were out there were were pretty far away they were out of earshot um but yeah so i got myself up and i remember um standing up and just uh, really not feeling good on the entire left side of my body because of the scrapes um, and I didn't really know that they were just scrapes at the time I, I was too out of it to even really think I, the only thing I could think about was my sunglasses holy shit oh whoops I never cussed on this uh, podcast <laughs> sorry I guess it's the first time for everything I'm not going to make a habit of it but that's what I actually was thinking. Um, I was like, I lost my my glasses, like my, my sunglasses. And so I'm looking all around for my sunglasses. Uh, I can't find them. And then all of a sudden, like I got um, not lightheaded, but you know how you get when you stand up too quick. Like you've been sitting down and you stand up too quick. Well, I got that and it was just like amplified. I think I have like a lot of adrenaline running too. Um, so I was just like loopy and I was looking around for my glasses. It was totally, uh, it wasn't pitch dark, but it was too dark to even see anything. And I had little, um, like stars. I was seeing stars, so I really couldn't see anything on the ground. And then finally, um, I, I got, my head got clear enough for me to realize that I was holding my sunglasses still in my hand along with my water bottle. And so then, um, it, it's so stupid 
how I was um, acting like right, right after this. I'm worried about my sunglasses, not even um, trying to see if I'm like bleeding profusely from anywhere. Um, and I wasn't even going to look until I knew that I had my sunglasses. I had found my sunglasses. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that's uh, one of those things like you you never know your your true self until you um, fall and and you know slam your body on a uh, a patch of basalt um, or whatever. But uh, yeah, so finally I got over it. Got back to the the truck and was uh, good to drive home. And I remember the drive home was incredibly itchy because I had um, like pine needles and like rocks and stuff like not in my back but like sticking to my back because I had like fell and sort of rolled I guess um but I definitely had some lava rocks stuck like in my knee and my arm and um my shoulder and so got back home after the itchiest uncomfortable ride and then um got in the shower and the debreeding debriding however you want to say it um that was rough like having to get all those little pieces of rock and stuff i i didn't want it to get uh infected any of it because that can be a major major thing especially in a um a tropical subtropical climate um there's all kinds of nasty stuff that lives all over um everything uh i think luckily for me this was out in a a patch of rock that gets a considerable amount of um, sunshine and so it's not quite the same as if it would have been like a humid uh, triple canopy jungle and I would have fallen and like punctured my my leg or something with like a, a stick full of uh, like uh, whatever it is that causes uh, gangrene or um, cellulitis or whatever um so yeah i was fortunate in that respect but still that come uh there's a, a first time for everything and that was not a great feeling i highly don't recommend that uh you do that but i don't really know any way to avoid it eventually it it's bound to happen i guess like in my case one of the ways like i was saying that i have been able to uh, sort of um, have some near misses, avoid uh, catastrophe in the past, was just, you know, having good leg strength um, and kind of having my muscles trained to um, to kind of take what I'm throwing at them, I guess, and stay balanced um, without me having to think about it too much. Um, but even that, uh, it was pretty stupid to be still running after it already gotten dark, especially in the area that I was in. Um, and so kids, if you're out running in the dark, please stop, uh, or get a headlamp to guide you. I have a headlamp, but I left it in my truck, um, because I, in my strange logic, I thought that I would somehow get back before um, it would 
it was dark even though it always takes me you know precisely an hour to an to an hour 20 minutes to do this same run every day and when i started off the that run that particular day i had less than an hour to to get finished but you know somehow i was not gonna i had it in my mind i was not gonna need a headlamp but anyways don't run without a headlamp um another thing i've said on the podcast before but it's been so long um, that you may have never heard it or you may have forgotten it is if you do run with a headlamp somebody taught me a long time ago that it's okay to have it on your head but you can also hold it in your hand like a flashlight sometimes uh, especially if you're on a super rocky surface or rooty area holding your hand uh, kind of closer to ground level as you're running because that will pick up um, rocks and things that and that would otherwise not be noticeable if the light was on your head because when the lights on your head and it's shining down you don't get the shadows off of the rocks and so it's kind of hard to perceive like okay this rock is sticking out a lot or this rock is sticking out a little you're kind of just um, guessing whereas if the lights in your hand and it's casting a long shadow you kind of get an idea of like oh that's a big root sticking out of the the ground or that's a big rock sticking out of the ground or whatever trust me just trust me it works it wasn't my idea and that's why you can trust it it was somebody else that um was way more seasoned than me and they passed that bit of knowledge down um, and it it's been helpful to me so um that was my monday and i was fine um i know nobody cares but uh i'll tell you anyway I got home debrided, debrided, however you want to say it, um, and it was all scrapes. There was nothing. Um, my ego was bruised a little bit, but um, my body will be fine. I've got a lot of cool um, scrapes and, and bumps and no bruises, just uh, scrapes and bumps, um, but that's it. So that's the that's the big excitement for this uh, this week. I'm trying to think what else there was something else that I wanted to mention. Do do do. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So another question that came to me um, by way of Strava, I think, or it may have been text. Someone asked me about my cadence data on Strava. Hang on one second. Sorry, I had to get some water. My throat was getting dry. But anyway, somebody asked me about um, cadence data on Strava. If it came from my watch or if it came from Strava. Like, where is it? Computer. I honestly didn't know. To the best of my uh, ability, I looked, I googled it, and the information that I found seems to indicate that that particular piece of data is generated from the watch that I wear. 
which is a Garmin 945 XT, I believe. Um, all of my data that's generated from my watch comes uh, from my watch. Like I don't wear any kind of uh, peripherals, so I don't do like heart rate monitor, anything else. I think for the the watch that I have, you can buy heart rate monitors, which also have like enhanced um, uh, like cadence measurements and, and maybe some some other stuff. Like they've got some more sensors in them um, than just the heart rate. I could be totally wrong on that, but um, I think I remember reading that. But yeah, I don't wear any of that. Everything that I get comes directly off the uh, the wrist, and so for better or for worse, um, that's the data I use. And the reason is I just am a very simple person. I I like to wear a watch. That's fine, but that's about enough. Like having to strap on a heart rate monitor, I have done that in the past. Um, but only out of uh, necessity, like wanting to get the, the data. Um, but when I had a watch that would just take some heart rate, even if it's not the most accurate um, off of my wrist, I just choose to only wear that. Not really full with a big um, elastic thing around my chest. And so that kind of made me think, well, what about all the rest of the data? that's on Strava, where does it come from? Is it, obviously the, the data points are gonna come from a wearable, right? So there's little accelerometers and oscillometers. I think that's right, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I think there's a difference between those two. One measures acceleration, the other measures up and down movement. Um, and of course, you know, barometer, um, what else? On my watch, heart rate, pulse ox. Um, and then there's some other things that are, are calculated, but I, I, I wanna say like VO2 max is calculated outside of the device, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, so it is kind of um, interesting to think about like how many things are computed on the actual wearable the watch itself and then how many require like pushing out to like a garmin uh connect or a strava um premium or strava basic um subscription and then that platform does like additional calculations so i honestly don't even know where that line is and uh what data points come from either one or any of those uh so it's interesting to think about but i will say you know for me uh i'm again pretty simple i don't require a lot of data i don't get bothered with um a lot of data like i like to see my heart rate from time to time but i don't measure it over time so there's no you know longitudinal analysis of uh, heart rate that occurs with me um, there probably should be it would probably be a good thing to keep track of and I could probably improve or enhance my 
performance and my overall um, feeling by training to heart rate. I hear really good things about it. Um, at any rate, I don't get focused on that. Mostly what I concern myself with is distance. I don't even look at time really that much. Um, I know that I shoot for around 30 miles a week right now and it used to be 40 or 50 but um, for whatever reason <coughs> laziness uh, it has become 30 that's become the number um, this year hopefully or not hopefully next year um, I will bring that up uh, it's just a little too late in the game this year to get, um, I think my goal for the year was like a 1500 miles or something, like 15, 1600 miles. It's not gonna happen. I'm at 1200 right now. And so that's like 400 miles that I have to make up before the end of uh, December. I don't think it's gonna happen, maybe, but um, I guess we'll, we'll see. But like for next year, I would like to do more. I'm still planning on, uh, running around the island of Hawaii, which um, I drove. That's what I wanted to talk about. I got stalled up talking about this, uh, these boring calculations, and uh, that led me to what I actually wanted to talk about. So anyway, let me wrap up on this. Um, I do want to run around the island, but uh, having driven around the island or partially around it this uh, past weekend uh, I drove around half of the island we'll, we'll put it like that um, I realized how just you know how major of an undertaking that will actually be and so I'm gonna have to do uh, a fair amount of planning and a, f a good amount of uh, training up to that uh, to be ready to, to do it so Next year, gonna go um, all in on training for that and hopefully get that accomplished. That would be a cool thing to do as a 40 year old. At any rate, the reason that uh, I was running around, or not running, that I was uh, driving around the island last weekend was because me and my son went snorkeling um, in now now. Oh, now, now. It's, uh, I'm gonna mess this up. So let me go ahead and look it up. So it's, Honau Nau is probably the correct way to say it, right? But I call it Honau Nau. Some people call it two step, right? Um, and it is a great place to go uh, snorkeling or even uh, if you wanted to dive there I'm pretty sure it would be awesome to dive in too but um, it is right next to Pu'u Honua Ohonaunau National Historic Park I know I screwed that up let me try it again so Pu'u Honua Oh, 
Honau Nau. I think that's how that is supposed to be supposed to be said. The National Historic Park, which um, that's where the city of refuge is. And so everybody that's Hawaiian that just heard me say that um, and mess it up, I'm sorry. Uh, big shakas, and um, you know I'll try harder to pronounce things better. Um, no disrespect. But anyways, we went uh, we went there for snorkeling, and it was awesome. My son and I saw so many different colored fish, and there was a huge uh, eel. And let me look up. I do believe it was a moray eel. It was big and ugly. And when I say big, I mean big. Like it, that eel, like the top of it, the or the top, the front of it, like from its face to about mid body was probably as big around as my leg. And it sort of like came out of the cave and looked up at us and uh, thankfully didn't give chase, like went back in its cave. But holy moly, the thing was so crazy looking. But yeah, there was all kinds of other super colorful fish, coral, um, uh, anemones, is that the right word? I don't think anemones so much. Uh, I forgot what they're called, but the spiky things. There's little spiky things, big spiky things, huge spiky things, uh, <laughs> just all over, like different shapes and sizes of spiky things. Uh, but yeah, so point being, it was great fun. It was a departure from running, you know, pretty exclusively on uh, the weekends. I usually do some runs in the national park or somewhere special like on the weekends um but it was cool to spend time with my son um last sunday and go do that but it was far it was so far to drive it was like two hours um to get from where we live to um the beach and then from there back home was like another hour and 40 minutes we went we went through like um we went down to south point and then around and up uh on the way there and then we kind of just continued up to kona and then back over saddle road back to hilo um on the way back so we just made a big huge um sort of circle uh, more like a triangle, I guess, would be the, the shape, but you get my drift. But So that was cool. And if you are on the island of Hawaii and you have not been to um, that place yet, then you need to definitely try to visit at some point if you're able. Um, the snorkeling is awesome. Having been snorkeling there, like I, I don't think I would ever swim there, honestly, just because of the amount of... Uh, creatures that are directly under the surface like right next to shore um i will say like being in the water with my son especially i made him stay closer to the shore and i kind of um held the the further out at sea 
position um, because you really can't see past a certain point and for me I'm always uh, hyper aware or hypersensitive to like sh a shark coming out of that um, or that darkness uh, I'm super I have a, a irrational fear of sharks so thankfully we didn't see any of those and um, there was no jaws like scenario going on um, at least while we were there uh, with anybody that was there so that was good and then of course everybody was uh, friendly I was able to leave my um, flip-flops and um, my hat and stuff on the, the beach and not have to worry about it getting stolen um, so that was cool but nobody wants my flip-flops anyway or my hat because I wear them all the time so probably smelly I don't know smell like old man but uh, but yeah so that's it I think I'm gonna end this right now because it's almost uh, nine o'clock and I gotta get up early and work tomorrow thank thankfully I'm happy about that um, I just wanted to hop on and uh, do another one of these. I'm trying to do them more regularly because um, I think that would probably be better to do. How are you gonna? How are you going to have a podcast but you don't ever podcast, right? Um, so I hope that the rest of your week goes really good, and I hope that you have a great weekend and. Maybe I'll do another one of these uh, over the weekend. Uh, I did get to run in um, Volcano National Park last weekend, and it was awesome. My friend, I think I told about this on the, the last podcast, but he actually started at the top near the visitor center and rode his bike down all the way down Chain of Craters Road. Um, he was going so fast that I was in a truck by the time I drove down, parked, and got about two miles down the road running, right? I drove all the way down to the bottom of uh, a chain of craters road. I said crater, I'm child, but it was chain of craters road. All the way down to the, to the petroglyphs um, trailhead, I parked. And then I had run like maybe two miles. I got a text from him saying that he was done. Like he was going that fast. That's uh, that's over 20 miles, I, I believe. Uh, yeah, he was flying. So he had fun. I had fun uh, doing my run. I just ran out the emergency road, the evac route, the gravel way. Um, and I got to the part... I, yeah, it's kind of hard to describe, but um, there's a particular part of that road where you can look out towards the ocean, and there's just this uh, rugged cliff that just kind of goes out into the water, like kind of diagonally from your field of view from the road. And every time I see it, it just reminds me of dinosaurs. Because <laughs> I don't know why, but it... Um, 
there's just no life. It's just all lava rock and it's gnarled and it just ends up in this huge cliff, like this humongous cliff and the waves in that area are always so big and they're just like bashing this uh, shoreline. So it just makes me think of something like rugged and like prehistoric um, every time I see it. But I got a little past that area and then turned around, but um, it was completely sunny a little bit of clouds there was one cloud in the sky that was producing rain like one cloud in the sky that was producing rain and you could see like all the rain coming from it and then as I got up um, closer you could actually see a rainbow just under this one cloud and so I started to grab a picture of it but I've I've sort of moved past that point in my life of having to take pictures of everything I just took a mental picture and um, kind of saved that for myself and and while I was um, ignoring my uh, urge to take a picture I kind of thought about how I would never be able to adequately describe it but you know that's okay but now I'm just uh, blathering on so let me stop this and enjoy the rest of your week stay safe um, and We'll talk to you maybe this weekend. All right. Thanks for listening.